Welcome to the Superpower Fancast, Power Man and Iron Fist Edition. Alright, this is a special episode. This is basically just me and Danny. So I will be your Power Man and Danny will be your Iron Fist. Yes. This episode. <laughs> because we're gonna talk about just a couple of things. We're we're pretty much out of the out of the four of us, the two that are kind of caught up on most of everything. So pretty much the gonna, only ones ever caught up. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we're gonna go ahead and, and touch on um, the premieres this week, and we're not gonna give too much away as far as spoilers because we're gonna wait. But you know, if you haven't seen it, come on. If you listen to us, you know what we like. You know what we're watching. You know what we're waiting for. You know, and we love spooling the heck out of things. So exactly. So in it's, it's going to happen. Since we're going to we're going to talk about the uh, the season premiere of Flash, we're going to talk about the season premiere of Arrow. So if you haven't gotten to the to that point, pause and come back and listen to us after uh, after you've caught up. We'll still be here. Exactly. So we'll, we'll freeze frame because we're because <laughs> we're kind of shooting video a little bit. So we'll freeze frame like the <laughs> end of an episode of Chips. Like there you go. Exactly. So just pause. So we'll pause at that point. But like I said, I want to talk like about um, Flash. Yes. Like, I mean, so Flashpoint. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I've been seeing online with that and everything is that, and I actually had somebody at work come up and say, "Oh, that wasn't much of a Flashpoint." It's like we're not done with it yet. Is what I feel like. Right. Because there was still, I mean, obviously you had the world-changing part of it and everything, and then with them resolving it and stuff like that, it's not going to be the same by any means. Yeah. And that's the, the interesting thing about it is that, yeah, Flashpoint was a was a huge arc. There was a lot of information. It was a, it was a storyline that touched on everything in the DC mm-hmm. universe. And... Unfortunately, at this point, we haven't gotten to the point where we've really established that much of a universe on the no. on the TV. Yeah. But CW keep 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 moving forward. Just, oh yes, like, I know you're not Disney, but just keep swimming, keep doing it, <laughs> keep keep putting that out there because right. we want it. Like uh, we're we will consume it. Like we are consuming oh, yeah. Flash. We're consuming. Well, I mean, uh, they have era. their ever expanding universe right now. Right, and we're that's to add the Supergirl. Exactly, so, yeah. and that's what it's looking like. I mean, at this point, you got every night is is a comic book series. <sighs> I and, love and, it, right? <laughs> and that's and they're all DC, so that's going to be the the through line. That's what I want to see going forward. Mm-hmm. In fact, frankly, I would love them to just kind of branch off and make the DCW. Oh, that would be just great. Have their <laughs> own channel, like I like the. The fact that there's so many there's so many different Law and Orders, they could have just mm-hmm. a Law and Order channel. I want it to get to the point where it's the DCW. That you have the CW, great. and that's yeah. fine. You got your Vampire Diaries <laughs> and, and your Supernatural and whatnot. But then you got the DCW. <sighs> see, just, yeah. see, it's yeah. a dream of mine. Exactly. I would love just that. think about it. Just like just <laughs> take it in. Just let it wash over you. Oh yeah. But it, um, <laughs> which would be awesome. But okay. So in the um, in the Flashpoint comic book, you know, you had, mm-hmm. you, you could see where it touched Batman, where it touched Superman, where, you know, it touched Wonder Woman, the, Aquaman. Wonder Woman, Aquaman, which is largely, wow, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's just say, it, world ending, it, it, it touched them, it pushed them, oh yes, <laughs> yeah, so that, you know, that unfortunately is not going to be something that translates to the small screen, mm-hmm. so it doesn't really make a whole heck of a lot of sense, at least in my opinion, mm-hmm. to just kind of drag it out right over the course of the season yeah because you're never going to get as much flashpoint as you think you should get right and that's the thing is that i mean i don't personally i don't necessarily want it ripped from the pages because like you said there's not enough players in place Mm -hmm. the world's not large enough yet for the dcw (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna coin that phrase um but uh i mean and there's just not enough and so i mean it's something that we always talk on the fan cast about i mean something that i feel like is almost your catchphrase you gotta earn it yeah if you don't earn it then it's just wasted and then you have your favorite characters thrown to the wayside because it's like, well, I mean, I wanted more of them, but now you can't do more because you just kind of want off them. Right. Um, and so I think that with uh, with them going through Flashpoint, with us being able to see the repercussions going out throughout the season instead of all in one episode. Because, I mean, obviously we got the drastic changes, and now he's going to change, or he changes the drastic changes back. But even still, there's some residual Right, something that, and that's the yeah. consequence. I mean, there's mm-hmm. it makes uh, the fact that it's as small as as small a scale as it is, 
actually allows for the repercussions to have that much more meaning. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, while it'd be cool to see mm-hmm. all those things on this on the screen, small or big, however big your TV oh, yeah. is, <laughs> you would take away the character. You would take away a lot from the characters. Mm-hmm. Like the the joy you see when you see Wally in the suit. Oh, that was great. <laughs> would be in fact he's taking on the rival. I mean, it's mm-hmm. would be diminished. Mm-hmm. If you then had to worry about what happened over here, what happened over here, mm-hmm. I think, and um, you know, people have talked about this, and people on other podcasts have, but mm-hmm. I think if they if they touch on it slightly, just as an aside, in the other things and in the other shows, and I'm I didn't mm-hmm. even talk about that. Like even if like if Legends just brought mm-hmm. it up for a second, hey, there right. was there was an anomaly, yeah, that's that's been corrected. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah, right. they would have the means to be able to detect that. So that would, de- right. yeah, exactly. that'd be cool. So I mean, that would yeah. be that would be something interesting. It'd be an mm-hmm. interesting tangent to to go f- to to go off in. But don't let it consume the other shows because then it's just because then every show becomes Flashpoint, mm-hmm. and you again you lose the the core story, right? Which I think was really good. It was very self contained, and mm-hmm. he they wrapped it up from beginning to end, and even at the end, mm-hmm. there was something. That they didn't they they didn't wrap up. That's true. Yeah. So. With um, now you're referring to the whole thing with uh, uh, why she Iris Iris. I don't know why I just love her name just left me. Um, yeah, with uh, Iris and Joe all yeah, of a sudden and not that's speaking. The thing. It's strange because it's because you wonder like in the end at the end of season two, mm-hmm. everyone was at the house. Mm-hmm. Like where were Cisco and um, and Caitlin? Right. Why so weren't they there? He obviously didn't end up to the I mean, point where he, he left. Came, so, right. Yeah. Either he came back later, or mm-hmm. something. I mean, we've already pretty much established that something changed. Right. From when Reverse Flash brought him back, and then mm-hmm. where's Reverse Flash now? Mm-hmm. He's just kind of he's just out there now. Either. Yeah. So no matter what happened, you still have story mm-hmm. to tell. Oh yeah. I'm looking then, forward to it. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's for like, because sure. isn't like it, everyone's at some point touched by this situation, mm-hmm. and because you've grown to care about these characters, mm-hmm. that makes what happens to them more important than what happened to the rest of the world. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and now I, I did want to ask you about something because I didn't know about it, and <laughs> I intentionally did not look it up because I wanted to know if you knew. Mm-hmm. So, so you know how he defeated the rival, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, and then we go back to the correct Earth, or correct as we know it, um, mm-hmm. and then we see the rival waking up in the middle of the night mm-hmm. with the word alchemy being scratched into the mirror. Mm-hmm. What the actual heck? <laughs> <laughs> that was terrifying. It was, and it is, and it really just kind of depends on mm-hmm. if they're really going to do, going to go this direction with it, which mm-hmm. it kind of sounds like they are, because they've already cast him, but... The what they're referring to is a character named Albert Desmond, who's called Doctor Alchemy. Huh. He's a a Flash uh, Vision. Villain. Bill? Yeah. <laughs> he's a fla- a flash yeah. Vision. He's a he's a Flash villain uh-huh. who suffers from multiple personality disorder. Oh gosh. But he's a, <laughs> but he's also a he's also a uh, a brilliant inventor. Mm-hmm. Like he's create like he can create um, weapons that can you know change the molecular properties of uh, of things. That's hence so pretty much ruin Flash. Right. Hence Doctor yeah. Alchemy. <laughs> like he can turn like yeah. straw into metal and things okay. like that. So yeah. I mean that's interesting. It seems like they're going for a, like kind of a supernatural mm-hmm. approach to Doctor Alchemy that they that's nec- what it looked didn't like. necessarily have before, mm-hmm. but it's interesting and i think they um in fact i'm gonna confirm but i think they've uh they've cast dr alchemy and i think it's uh well one of the rumors is is that it's uh um what's what's his name uh draco malfoy's oh that's right because they did cast him on there yeah yeah but i think Hmm. but I think he might be Savitar. 
Okay. And I'm actually doing a mini episode on Savitar so I can kind of explain to you all. Yeah, I have no uh, idea who that is. Yeah, so yeah. Savitar, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that one of them that they were theorizing who the rival was before well, the, it would actually I think premiered? it was one of it, but think mm-hmm. that was the other thing is people were wondering if it could have been Zoom like mm-hmm. from last season. I got you. So yeah. it's... Um, so it's, it's one of those things where I'm trying to, I'm, I'm piecing things together like everybody else. Yeah. And, and it's also a, a blessing and a curse because you don't want to necessarily um, do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't necessarily want to do it. And I think they, yeah, Tobin Bell. Okay. I think is who they cast. Can't be sure, but like it's, yeah. the name was floating around all the articles that I was reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been cast as uh, he's at least the voice of Doctor Alchemy. And if you don't, if you don't know who Tobin Bell is, um, Tobin Bell is uh, well. I guess the easiest way to know who Tobin Bell is to ask: Would you like to play a game? Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> he's Jigsaw. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the question that becomes: I mean, because Tony Todd uh, was right. was the voice. Of Zoom, but yeah. it wasn't actually, you know, Zoom. Right. So are they using Tobin Bell as the voice of Doctor Alchemy hmm. and using someone else as the actor? I mean, it worked for Zoom. So, yeah. <laughs> so here's the question: Is they did? Yeah. Then if that's the case. They're just going to get every horror movie. <laughs> actor Go ahead and bring them into the fold. And just have them in as the voice. I of mean, Arrow's taking all of the Walking Dead scraps. I mean, if you die on Walking Dead, you're probably going to end up on Arrow very, so far. Because you've mm-hmm. had Emily Kinney, and now with the new episode, um, they uh, had portrayed Tobias Church. I don't know the guy's name, but he played uh, Tyrese okay. uh, on The Walking Dead. Like, yeah. dude was my boy. on that. I lo- He was my favorite character for the longest time. Because uh, yeah. he had a scene where literally he just went ham on just a whole horde of zombies by himself with a claw hammer. Mm. Just just knocking them all out. And then by the end, he just kind of sat there and looked at everybody like, what were you doing? <laughs> and I was like, all right. But yeah, I was sad to see him go from there. But uh, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, they, um, I mean, as far as if he's anyone in the comics, is the, one of the rumors is, is that he could be uh, Tobias Whale, mm-hmm. a, a villain. So okay, but, you know. Again, I'm yeah. I I reserve Arrow to you. I'm I'm still <laughs> ca- I'm, I'm watching. Yeah. I'm catching up. I'm yeah, doing yeah. my best. <laughs> but like, sorry, like I said, it's just it's always been mm-hmm. little too. He's le- he's leaned too far into the Batman world. For the me. Green Bats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like one of the things I always loved about um, Ollie was that. He, you know, he he was kind of a hippie. Mm-hmm. Like, he really was. Yeah. I mean, he was really like in environmental issues okay. and social justice issues, things like that. He mm-hmm. kind of went against the system mm-hmm. in that regard because he didn't think the system was protecting the little guy. Okay. I've yet to see that aspect of him on the series. Still not I, there. Right. And I think that's the thing that <laughs> yeah. turns me off. Uh-huh. of watching Arrow is that it just doesn't seem like Arrow. It seems like an mm-hmm. angry guy in a green suit. <laughs> I mean, you're not like, wrong. Because right, my thing yeah. is, like, he trying, it's like, what is he fighting for? Like, mm-hmm. in the beginning, it, used to, it was the list. I don't know if that changed. Uh, that did change. Uh, he's gone from the list because mm-hmm. uh, for a while, killing was off the table. Mm-hmm. Or, or, I'm sorry, killing was on the table as in he, that's, all, that's what he did. He, it was yeah. a hit list. and the fact that he yeah. is, in fact, a murderer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is a murderer. Yeah. He flat out was for, like, the first few seasons. Mm-hmm. Then, I don't remember what season it was, but he took killing off. Of, I think it was option. like at the yeah. in the end of the first season when his friend died. And yeah, yeah, he decided mm-hmm. he's not going to kill anybody anymore. Yeah, well, as of last night, that's changed uh, again. <laughs> so essentially, so with the last season, you know, there's Damien Dark. Damien Dark. Yeah. 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 Um, well, Merlin had gotten in Ollie's head, basically saying that when it comes time, when you need to do it, are you going to know? Or are you going to be able to do it? Mm-hmm. Um, talking about killing Dark because he yeah. let Dark live so many times. He had so many chances to actually take him out. He yeah. let him live, and he ended up killing Laurel. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so I guess. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so yeah, and so and with that, he's kind of like he's hiding behind the whole thing of if I had taken out Dark earlier, Laurel would still be alive. And so now he's making sure that all of his loose ends are tied up the second that he meets him. 
Um, and so, which comes into with Tobias Church is now the current big bad. Uh, yeah. he, he wasn't resolved in the first episode, so I think he's going to have kind of a play over because he was kind of rallying mm-hmm. different gangsters and everything yeah, in the he city. Was a, yeah, he yeah. was a leader of intergangs. So yeah. They and, might be introducing Well, that, what so. was cool um, is that uh, with it, he was talking to the leaders of the gangs, mm-hmm. and he's like, hey, so we all need to band together for the Arrow, um, and you guys need a leader. And he's like, yeah. and one of them was like, what, you're going to do it? Well, yeah, because I've already infiltrated all of yours. Well, what do you mean infiltrated? And then he drops mm-hmm. one of them right there yeah. <laughs> by his own guys. But so, again, yeah. Here's my here's one of my issues. Tobias mm-hmm. from Metropolis, really Intergang. Okay, Metropolis. Mm-hmm. Bruno Mannheim, who's the head of Intergang, mm-hmm. is a Superman villain. I mean, we are about to get Superman and Supergirl, right? So, which is yeah. fine. Uh huh. But I think Arrow just needs to find... I mean, you know what? Uh, Mm -hmm. This is going to sound corny, but I think Arrow (laughs) just needs to find a target. (laughs) It just needs to... It needs to find... I I think it's been, what, how many seasons? I think we're in our fifth season In our fifth season, and it still doesn't seem like Arrow has a direction. I I can see where you mean that, yeah. I mean, like, because right now it's still focused on... Ollie trying to find himself. It's, right. it's like five seasons in, Which we're still fi- trying wow. to find. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's discussing bringing in a new team because his team left him. Um, mm-hmm. They all had enough, basically. But it was part so, of the fact yeah. that he, like, he had a team. Yeah. This is too many people. <laughs> yeah. This is way They too actually many. made a comment about that in the episode. Yeah. Uh, Felicity mentioned something about that. She's like, and the list keeps growing. <laughs> yeah. Just way too many people for so, a. Yeah. The. the I mean, come on. By now, you would think somebody would know who he was for Thank you. outside of the just circle. Way yeah. too many people. It's just, I think there's just like a line of people waiting for their turn on Team Arrow. <laughs> I mean, at the moment, there is. Apparently. <laughs> He's uh, looking to, um, there's vigilantes that he has apparently inspired that are running the streets that he's looking to bring into the fold. Which so. is fine, but then yeah. my question becomes, inspired them to do what? Because hmm. I don't think he's found a direction. <laughs> I don't know what he's going to do. Right. So, but you know, I will. I'm keep. I keep giving it a chance. I'm on season two. Yeah. But it's. But you're telling me at this point he still hasn't found a direction, and I'm hoping. I'm hoping <laughs> that it doesn't turn me out. Oh, and he's mayor now, by the way. So yeah, he's yeah. the mayor of Star City. Yeah. So so maybe that's the direction. I don't know. He's kind of doing the uh, billionaire playboy and vigilante at night. Which the, is the, the fine, Wayne, but, but yeah. It, yeah, but again, <laughs> it just again, it, it's it leans too far into the territory mm-hmm. of Batman, mm-hmm. and it takes away from Greenland, Green Green Arrow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Green Arrow is a character in and of himself. Mm-hmm. You don't have to keep trying to make him Batman to make people care about him. I hear you. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> even if you take, I mean. I know you can take away some of the cheesy aspects, like a lot of the trick arrows, but, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes those things can work. Actually, they put one in this okay. episode, uh, the arrow shoot. Uh, it was a parachute. See, that's cool. <laughs> they did that's the boxing cool. glove in that, one of the seasons, yeah, too. No, so, yeah, see, I, got, I saw that. I was like, okay, see, more of that. Right. Yeah. I, think they're, that. I think they're about to start, because, like, even though a lot of it still felt familiar from the previous seasons, um, a lot of it still felt new like they've mm-hmm. uh, they've upped the action sequences or they seem a little a lot better done um a lot more interesting to watch than just kicks and jabs and all yeah. that kind of stuff um and then the special effects to it too just kind of with because like there's one point where uh oliver jumps out of a window and he he's in the middle of launching an arrow to mm-hmm. catch a helicopter slow-mo's that whole thing down like it looks beautiful and it's really cool looking. In other so, words, they've gotten yeah. with the Flash's production team and said, exactly. hey, guys, <laughs> gonna need to can you help us out a little bit. Exactly. But yeah. But hey, you know what? If I if I don't support it, I won't get any more of it. There so you go. I will continue <laughs> to support it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the Arrowverse. Um, so I mean, we kind of like we've touched on Flash. We've touched mm-hmm. on on Arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we really came together to talk about is Luke Cage. Oh, Luke Cage. Like, uh, <laughs> See, now Darren's already finished it. Yeah, I've watched the whole speedy. season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I've, you I, know what, when yeah. you care about something, you make the time, Darren. That, that's true. I, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm six 
episodes in this. So like, what? There's how many episodes? Like thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. Thirteen. See, mm-hmm. I'm almost halfway. Yeah, you're halfway through. That's fine. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> knocking the fact you're not done. I'm just saying that I am. So I'm trying not, which means yeah. that I have to amend certain things that <laughs> I want to back talk a little about bit. Yes, because I don't want to spoil them for you. Gotcha. So, uh, I mean, do you want to kind of go like episode by episode? episode let me just talk about the first episode i mean if you want to i mean that's fine um i mean as far as as far as it goes i mean all of the episodes kind of run together for me but i I love the overall arc on it yeah um one thing that i really find interesting with it is the the dynamic between luke and his villain cottonmouth cottonmouth um as far as like because like the uh funeral scene i can't remember what episode it was but in the funeral scene where they all went to pop's funeral Mm -hmm. um one thing i really uh thought was cool is that they were in the same place now if you had put cap and red skull in the same place at the same time it would have not gone that way well yeah it was almost like a political power draw and that is the yeah yeah that is the thing is that you have um besides uh, like one of the things I love about it is you don't necessarily have cookie cutter villains. Mm-hmm. You have, for the most part, people who are villains by nature, mm-hmm. villains by action. Mm-hmm. But the best villains, and then especially in this case, don't believe that they're villains. Right? You believe they're doing what they need to do to either survive or, I mean, mm-hmm. especially in the case of uh, Mariah, uh, Mariah and Cottonmouth, mm-hmm. they genuinely have a vision for Harlem. Oh yeah. It's the wrong vision, mm-hmm. but the fact that they have one. I mean, it's the same thing with if you look at Kingpin from mm-hmm. the first season of Daredevil. He was the same way, yeah. Like he is, he didn't want to. Yeah, he was going to destroy and kill a lot of people, mm-hmm. but he had a vision for what? Yeah, a vision for rebirth, right? Yeah. A vision for a rebirth of mm-hmm. Hell's Kitchen, right? So, I mean, it's you know, it's the whole thing, you know, even with of you know the road to hell being paved with good intentions. Mm -hmm. They have good intentions. The fact that they just take the wrong road to get there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that, that scene is pure is uh, say pure. That scene is, is good because Mm -hmm. you have the, the contrast Mm -hmm. between the guy who's on the street, who's doing what he believes is right Mm -hmm. on a day to day basis. Mm -hmm. And then you have the guy who is doing the wrong thing but in his mind for the right reasons. Right. Yeah. And one of the things that I enjoy, especially about the Netflix shows, mm-hmm. is that, I mean, that, you know, people kind of contrast to the movies, is that the villains on the Marvel Netflix shows are very well-rounded. Oh, yeah. Like, Very I, multidimensional, yeah, too. Yeah. I, I felt for Cottonmouth. Oh, yeah. I felt for the fact that he was, you know... Um, with Mama Maybell, he was, you know, thrust into a situation where he didn't have a choice, mm-hmm. that he had talent. Mm-hmm. He had a dream for himself, but that yeah. was suppressed mm-hmm. because he was being trained to do. He was basically trained to be a gangster. Yeah. He's being trained to be by the per- by a mother figure, by mm-hmm. someone in his life who was supposed to nurture him. Yeah. Supposed to nurture his talent, who was supposed to nurture his uh, mm-hmm. his intellect, but instead she trained him to be a killer, mm-hmm. and that's what she trained. That's what she decided to nurture. Yeah. And how do you rebel against that mm-hmm. if that's all you know? So yeah. if that's all you know, that's all you've been raised with, and that's what you become. Then there's an aspect of Cottonmouth as a villain that you have to feel for. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. even though Cottonmouth is the bad guy. You wonder what could have happened to Cornell Stokes mm-hmm. if he had yeah. had a chance. That's right. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Oh, and, and that's what I love about this is it's not villainy for the sake of villainy. Yeah. Like the, uh, I mean, honestly, like the big villains that we see in the movies, they're always mm-hmm. this outlandish. I'm crazy for the sake of being yeah. crazy, and um, like you said, with these villains that we see street level, they're real people, and like you actually feel like they're real mm-hmm. people. And it's not necessarily just, oh, you're some crazy guy who got dropped in the vat of something crazy. And, yeah. You know? <laughs> and what you notice, so, yeah. and one of the things you notice is that everyone's right mm-hmm. and everyone's wrong mm-hmm. at the same time. Right. So it's like you get that multifaceted aspect of 
each character. Luke mm-hmm. is right in what he in what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Luke was right to you know kind of stay back and like follow the law and just kind of let things happen. Mm-hmm. And but he was wrong in not using his gifts to help people. Right. Mm-hmm. So he needed to have he needed you know pops to kind of push in that in that direction. Mm-hmm. Like the same thing with like Cottonmouth and Mariah. I think like Mariah wants a renaissance for Harlem. Mm-hmm. But she's so, she's got her own inner demons mm-hmm. that are pushing her towards, that have pushed her towards accepting evil. Yeah. Right. And accepting the bad mm-hmm. and not, you know, and not rising above it. So, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's an interesting dynamic because that's the same thing. The same way I felt about um, Cottonmouth mm-hmm. the same way I felt about Kingpin. Oh yeah, like you had that. You even though you yeah. right, even though you had all those uh, mm-hmm. all those aspects of him that are wrong, you knew in that episode when they talked about. I mean, when they showed mm-hmm. his upbringing, when they showed what happened with his father, mm-hmm. you felt for him, and oh, you yeah. felt for the fact that he looks in the mirror and he sees that same. Mm-hmm scared little boy right and i love that, that about that when the daredevil season or daredevil series came out um mm-hmm. that there was actually a time during the whole course of it that i didn't know who really i was rooting for like yeah. it almost made kingpin seem like he was the good guy and daredevil was actually i mean like you you were able to completely see it from his point of view mm-hmm. and that's what blew me away with the writing on that and I feel the same way about Cottonmouth yeah. is that you can see it from the way he's doing it but in the same sense it's the means to an end even though it's a means to an end it's still not right the way right. he's doing it exactly um, and I, I love it I absolutely love it yeah and everyone has their own motivations for mm-hmm. the things that they do both right and wrong mm-hmm. so that's a that's a, an, an interesting aspect of the mm-hmm. series and the characters mm-hmm. because all of them you root for them in a sense mm-hmm. and you root against them in the, in the same sense mm-hmm. like you know you're at the point where you know with Diamondback mm-hmm. like, yeah I haven't met Diamondback yet I know of him right. he's the shady figure in the background right now right. so yeah because I'll tell you this <laughs> Diamondback didn't I mean even Diamondback as much as you hate him mm-hmm. they do kind of get into the reason why Mm. he why he is the way he is yeah and while you don't sympathize with him mm-hmm. there's an aspect of of it you can empathize with mm-hmm. at the same time you know yeah <laughs> i said but with all the characters in it i think he's the one and again i'm not going to spoil anything because you haven't gotten to mm-hmm. that point he's the one where you're not rooting for him. <laughs> no, you're not rooting for yeah him. so i mean one of the things that i've um that I've really loved about it is that it's been a slow burn. Mm -hmm. Like uh, it's not throwing everything at you right Mm -hmm. away. It's building to something. Oh yeah. And again, like there, there are moments that pay off Mm -hmm. and there are moments that, um, that lead into the future series Mm -hmm. and future uh, episodes. Like I said, I've watched also there's things that lead directly into defenders Mm -hmm. Like so, that's that. You know, yeah. that's that. Those are the, those. Oh, are the I things, can't wait but, to finish it now. <laughs> yeah, but there are you know, but with with everything you know, there there are controversies and questions that people have, and like right. like and uh, you know, people that there, <laughs> like anything else, it's it's a weird dichotomy of people saying of on one side saying it's too black and one side saying it's not you know not black enough i don't i don't get that <laughs> yeah. so i mean it's just yeah it, it it bothers me because it's like it's it's when anyone says something is either too or not enough of mm-hmm. my first question is always well not even a question my mm-hmm. first thought is always in your opinion because see, if you add that, then it actually has some validity. Right. If you're going to use that as a as a stopping point, is just say, hey, this is my point. Question is, okay, if it's too so, it's too black. Mm-hmm. Okay, as opposed to what? Mm-hmm. So it's too black in your opinion. Right. What aspect of it is black? Because apparently you've condensed mm-hmm. all of African American <laughs> culture into one yeah. uh, pejorative and just said too black. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? So mm-hmm. It's not black enough. I have the same question. 
are we all, are we a monolith of the same type of person? Do we all think and act the same? So how can anything be not black enough? Right. If your opinion, because then that means you've limited your opinion on black. Right. You've limited your opinion and your, you've, you've limited your mindset on what black means. Mm-hmm. Because then you said, you literally said it's not black enough as opposed to what? Mm-hmm. What is your definition of black? Yeah. Because then if that's the case, how many people mm-hmm. fall short of your uh, of your opinion? Right. Yeah. I mean, do they have to think like you in order to be mm-hmm. considered by you to be black? Absolutely. And, and that's one thing that I love about the series is that it feels brave. Um, yeah. It feels like it, it. it's not scared to touch on the things that we're dealing with today. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I know 90, 98% of us use comic books and movies and TV shows is an escape because stuff's rough. It's rough out there (laughs) in some cases. And and so, and with that, uh, I I like that it challenges. I felt challenged in Mm -hmm. it um, to think of things different ways uh, and things like things that I wasn't aware of beforehand uh, and things like that. Like uh, one thing that uh, you and I had discussed was um, talking about, I think it was in episode two uh, where the uh, younger guy, um, the -hmm. younger kid had a gun to Luke's head and uh, he was calling him the N word, and he's mm-hmm. like, "I'm I'm tired, but I'm not too tired to be called that word, yeah. uh, and stuff like that." And I loved how he addressed things like that because that's something that's always bothered me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've never understood, uh, and that was something that I, I liked that they addressed that in, well, in the episode I'm, for sure. Yeah, and I'm I'm mm-hmm. not a sociologist. I'm not an expert. <laughs> I can only go from my own right. uh, from my own opinion, from my own experience. From mm-hmm. I can only speak from my own narrative. Mm-hmm. Like um, I've grown up in different areas like a lot of different areas different states different uh, aspects of my culture mm-hmm. i have and there's some that i embrace there's some that i reject which i'm allowed to do which mm-hmm. a lot of people absolutely are. one of the things that uh you know i one of the things that i like is that he does kind of thread a needle there mm-hmm. in the sense that he's neither condemning nor condoning the use of the word mm-hmm. he just doesn't want to be called it Right, right. He didn't say don't ever call yourself that. Mm-hmm. Although, in my opinion, I think that's kind of <laughs> where, I, that's kind of where he was leaning because he was asking the question: Is mm-hmm. this how you? Basically, he was asking: Is this how you see yourself? Yeah. Like you using that word? Mm-hmm. Is that what you are? Yeah. If that's what you are, then you know that it is. But I'm not that, mm-hmm. so don't call me that word. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, that's um, that's. Again, it's 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 a very hard, you know, hard thread to needle. Like well, and, and I like that he he poses a question instead of like yeah. you said, don't do that. Right. Because a lot of times I feel like people respond differently to being told not to do something. Right. It's almost like you need to do it or want to do it yeah. more. In a strange way, understand. but yeah. yeah, and I can absolutely understand like your um your because you've you've not been exposed to mm-hmm. that since it's not a part of your 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 narrative it's not mm-hmm. a part of your um your life growing up right right the fact that you the fact that you that he gave you the opportunity to ask those questions mm-hmm. is some is a good thing mm-hmm. especially like i mean and you know again i'm not you know i'm nobody's uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm nobody's guide through black <laughs> world it's not like we I said, I'm not, you know, yeah, we're not going to get in the black bus and head down to Blacktown to talk oh, about gosh. black things. <laughs> but yeah, the thing, again, another aspect that I loved about this series is that mm-hmm. it does show you different aspects of our culture, different aspects of mm-hmm. who we are. Yeah. If you've like, if you've ever been in a, in a barbershop, that's what it is. There are people sitting around talking they yeah. talk about everything. Okay. They talk about and it's one of the jokes is the reason why we don't go to the reason why we don't go to therapy is because we got the barbershop. <laughs> it's like you go to he's like, you go to the barbershop and you talk about your problems, you talk yeah. about your issues. Mm-hmm. And you know, even with all the joking and the um, and the put downs and the insults, you're gonna get some insight. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get some truth mm-hmm. mixed in that because it's sometimes it's it's easier to hear that mm-hmm. from a peer than in a clinical setting. So yeah. Right. They they show how we interact with each other in different aspects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's sometimes when we're when we're hard on each other, there's sometimes when we're sensitive to each other's mm-hmm. needs and 
even and sometimes we joke we joke with each other we joke about each other yeah but one of the things I loved about Pops is that and this is there is an element of this in a lot of communities is there are places in communities that are considered Switzerland mm. that are a safe space for everyone mm-hmm. that is just you know what you can be whoever you can be whoever you are out in the streets. You can play whatever role out in the streets. You know, but yeah. the moment you walk in here, because mm-hmm. this might be the place your grandmother took you to. <laughs> right. This is the place your mama sat you down to get you. <laughs> when you come in here, mm-hmm. it's like you're not, you know, whatever your 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 nickname is out in the streets, you're mm-hmm. not when right. you walk in that door. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I enjoyed that. I like the fact that it, again, it... it in context of that word, he doesn't mm-hmm. condone, but he doesn't um, he doesn't condemn. Right. He just poses the question of, right. I mean, tell me why. And that's one of yeah. the things that, that's actually kind of bothered me mm-hmm. about some of the criticism is, again, going back to what we were talking about, either mm-hmm. like the too black or not black enough, is one of the things that people have talked about is respectability politics. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what that means, it's basically, there's this... Um, it's this movement, and it's not even necessarily a, a new movement. It's kind of been, like, you know, uh, it, it's always been part of our culture where there are people who believe that if we assimilate more, we become less of a target of racism. Okay. And that's, you know, that's a it's a double-edged sword because then right. it basically is saying, you know, your culture is not good enough to be accepted. Yeah. It's, and the only no. way that you can be accepted is to adopt the culture of, you know, adopt the dominant culture of this, uh, of this country. And the people are saying that he, you know, that they view that they're using respectability politics. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so, and what is it like then as far as like the scene where he's, he has the tailored suit on mm-hmm. yeah, for pop's funeral. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, is that at no point, does he say you have to dress like me Mm-mm. in order to be respected? No. Especially since he spends the majority of the series <laughs> in a hoodie. Yeah, that's true. And jeans. <laughs> you can't be yeah. you can't sit there and talk about respectability politics mm-hmm. when he's basically and he's in the actor Mike Coulter has said this it, it it's a blatant homage mm-hmm. to Trayvon Martin. Yeah. So you can talk about respectability politics <laughs> all you want to. It's not there. Right. Yeah, like you're, that's something you're projecting. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, he's at no point is he saying to anyone mm-hmm. that you need to change who you are culturally to be accepted by anyone. No. If anything, I feel like in the series he challenges the characters he meets mm-hmm. um, to become more than they are, not different, yeah. but to be a, the best versions of themselves. Like I said, he's and a lot of times he's saying, "Hey, you know what? There's, there's aspects of." who we are that you don't even know. Mm-hmm. Like, especially when they're talking about books, mm-hmm. when they're talking about books, they're talking about Ellison's invisible man. When they're talking about things that will, things that can educate people, not on basically educate people, not on how to act or who to be, mm-hmm. but saying, Hey, this is also an aspect of who we are. Right. And that is, that's empowering. Mm hmm. And I think a lot of the series is about that empowering. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not gonna lie, like I, you know, I, you know, I had a little bit, I had a little bit more swag walking <laughs> down the street, yeah. listening to that, uh, like, you know, just that theme. Yeah. And you know, there are people, and the thing is, uh, and I can't necessarily attribute it to to Quentin Tarantino, but I've I've read that he wanted to kind of keep uh luke cage in the 70s because yeah i read that yeah he wanted to do a luke cage movie Mm -hmm. and that's fine my my only issue is and i love quentin tarantino (laughs) i love quentin tarantino movies yeah i love his writing i i I have every quentin tarantino movie Mm -hmm. my problem with people who want to keep it in the 70s is that that's not all we are Mm -hmm. the problem with uh, like one of the aspects and not a problem one of the aspects of um, black exploitation films was the reason why there were black exploitation films was because no one wanted to make any other kind of black film. So if you wanted a black film, you had to have a, you had to have Shaft, huh. you had to have Superfly, you mm-hmm. had to have 
a character be either uh, you know a private detective or a villain. Mm-hmm. He had to be a pimp or a drug <laughs> dealer or a criminal because yeah. those were the movies that they wanted to make. Not even necessarily that they wanted to make. Those are the those are the movies that they were allowed to make. I got you. Yeah, those are the ones that would get shot and be financed and be released. Mm-hmm. So as much as and I've again I've seen every Quentin Tarantino film mm-hmm. as much as he loves that aspect of 70s black quotation films mm-hmm. that's not all we are right especially now mm-hmm. so wanting to kind of keep it in that setting just basically says hey you know what I don't want to I don't want to have to deal with the growth of black culture yeah I just want to deal with the aspect of black culture that mm-hmm. I enjoyed from my perspective yeah. And that's kind of, and that's that's a little unfair. Yeah, I, I did like how they uh, dealt with the uh, classic costume there. Oh yeah, I thought that was cute. <laughs> that was I that absolutely was good. thought that was cute. I thought that was, I thought if they were ever going like a dang fool. Exactly. I thought if they were ever going to lean into it, the way they did was that was, was perfect. perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the fro, yep. the the uh, the tiara, the tiara, and the gauntlets yep. were part of the part of the experiment. Yep, and then that. That goofy yellow shirt was the only thing you could find on the clothing line. Yep. That was fine. Okay. That was perfect. I said they, they they did it and they discarded it. And I think we talked mm-hmm. about that. I think we talked about it on a previous yeah. episode. We were just kinda like, you know, they kinda did it and then discarded it and yeah. then moved on. <laughs> so but I mean, that's that's what I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I uh is another thing I loved about this series. Mm-hmm. Is that it's, you know, it, it's the thing about the Marvel Netflix shows is that there is just like this tangible realism to mm-hmm. a lot of it. And a lot of that I know is going to change going forward as, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe kind of moves into uh, mysticism and magic. And mm-hmm. you're definitely going to get a lot of that in Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. But the grounded reality of Luke Cage is is something that again I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and I feel like and and that's the thing is that even though obviously these are fictional characters with mm-hmm. fictional abilities, it, they feel like they could exist. And that's yeah. what I love the most about it. It literally feels like I could walk down the street and see Luke Cage. Um yeah. and see somebody who has those fantastical abilities. Like mm-hmm. it felt it feels real. And yeah. I love being able to be immersed in that universe and that world that they've created mm-hmm. with kind of the uh street level yeah, kind of stuff with Netflix. I, I I love being able to and that's feel the, a part and of that's that. great because you, yeah. if you especially if you think about how densely populated New York is, mm-hmm. like just just in, in and of itself, yeah, you can be someone with extraordinary powers and just blend into the background mm-hmm. and just be walking down the street and not necessarily be noticed. Oh yeah, so that's mm-hmm. and I I love that. Oh yeah, <laughs> so. One of the things we were gonna we were also gonna talk about is hmm. you know, get into Agents of Shield. And the reason why I want to kind of transition from that from Luke Cage is there was so many I mean, they keep telling me that this is a single universe, that this is a universe that everything singing, singing the same song, Darren. Yes. Everything <laughs> is connected. I've already gone through this. Why they gave me they gave you the little Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Hammer Industries. Right. Justin Hammer. They talked about the fact that he was at Seagate. Mm-hmm. They talked about um, the fact that Diamondback and them are getting their weapons from Hammer from Hammer Industries, which means Justin Hammer is still out there. And if you don't know who Justin Hammer is, come on. <laughs> he's the he's the villain from Iron Man 2, at least one of them. Right, right. So, I mean, if you just watch Iron Man 2, you'll know who Justin Hammer is. <laughs> but um, the fact that, you know, he's back in the picture. Mm-hmm. Why could there not have been, you know, just an investigation from someone from Stark Industries or... There you go. You know, hey, this guy who, you know, uh, attempted to kill a bunch of people is out and still selling weapons. That, that seems like something that Tony would be interested in. It does. What? <laughs> Doesn't it? Doesn't it? Seem it seems like, like a, a priority, that, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Something, something you might want to look into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, and, and that's not even, you know, taken into account where, you know, this could... The, the whole thing with with civil war because mm-hmm. it's from what it looks like especially with the introduction of uh of claire temple is that this kind of takes place right 
in the aftermath of Daredevil Season 2. See, that's what I was thinking. Uh, yeah. After he's met, like it's almost like everything's in succession. Just yeah, because I mean, yeah. she's I mean, because she went, she goes to see her mom. Like she goes back to you know mm-hmm. to Harlem to see her mom, and she's telling her about you know zombies in the yeah <laughs> like zombie ninjas yep. in the uh, in the hospital, and that's you know that's that's pretty much the bulk of Daredevil season two, pretty much <laughs> with the hand. <laughs> but you still have you know there's still have even if you don't bring in. Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't bring in Phil Coulson mm-hmm. or Daisy or anybody like that, I mean, you could have like anyone show up. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, frankly, you've had like how many things has Maria Hill been in? <laughs> like, I mean, how many yeah. like how many times has she just kind of shown up? Oh yeah, like she was on, you know. You know. So I mean, you could have her show up and ask questions. You could have, and so this is going into. Um, the new season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. considering they're trying to get their respectability back as an agency, mm-hmm. why wasn't, while they had Luke Cage in custody, why didn't someone from S.H.I.E.L.D. show up? See, that's what I was questioning, because not only did they put him in custody, mm-hmm. they had him on the news, mm-hmm. so he should have been, in our day and age, a massive viral video. What? Thank you! Uh, two people should... sitting there watching him with cell phones, mm-hmm. clear rubble, and stuff like that, yeah. I mean... Mm-hmm. He should have been out there. You got an, yeah. an unregistered enhanced mm-hmm. in the field. Sokovia Accords. Exactly. <laughs> Why would... He said, even, yeah. if, even if this was before Civil War, mm-hmm. you still had them tracking uh oh yeah tracking quote-unquote inhumans mm-hmm. so it could have been it lit i said i literally just saying you could have had and, I, and i'll frame the i'll frame the scene i'm neither a right i'm neither a, a television writer or a director <laughs> but yeah. this is the scene that you could have had and that would have satisfied me black suv pulls up to the uh police station door opens someone in a suit gets out door closes shield emblem there you go <laughs> someone walks in someone walks down the hall sits down speaks to the captain mm-hmm. don't see him don't see him don't see him from the back mm-hmm. flashes a badge mm-hmm. take him in we'd like to speak to uh we'd like to speak to luke cage you can't he's blah 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 just even just a back mm-hmm. and forth right between the shield agent and it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be anyone from the cast no it could just be a shield agent just a shield they have agent. agents now thank you a field yeah. agent just <laughs> yeah. that conversation they're saying hey you know what he's wanted for crimes here he's wanted for crimes doing this mm-hmm. like he said unless you have said unless you have authority to take him mm-hmm. he's our prisoner mm-hmm. and leave it at that oh yeah because then that what that does is it lets you know, hey, you know what? This is part of a larger mm-hmm. universe. Because right now it does all feel separate. It feels like, because yeah. like, in all honesty, with S.H.I.E.L.D. coming in, like that should have been the connector. They should have done that. Mm-hmm. But in the same sense, the world that they have established with Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage, mm-hmm. it almost feels like it would be unrealistic at this point because of how hyper-realistic they've gotten yeah. with a lot of things. And so it almost kind of seemed like, oh, here's S.H.I.E.L.D. But that's what they I'm haven't saying. touched if they, it at all. Right, yeah. and that's what I was saying. If they had, because you... This should have been a said, thread from Daredevil. Right. Yeah. But we've seen it in, you know, just the little blurbs and mm-hmm. like a little crawl at the bottom. Hey, th- something happened in Hell's Kitchen. Right. Or something happened in Harlem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is a... This is a government agency. I feel like S.H.I.E.L.D. should be a little bit more concerned. <laughs> Thank you. Even if it's yeah. even if it's an inquiry, because yeah, because last last season there's something about mm-hmm. Hell's Kitchen. That's right, exactly. We talked about that. Even um, if it, yeah, yeah. Even if it was just an inquiry, you say, hey, you know what? I just got a call from I got a call from Washington. The guys at Shield want to talk mm-hmm. want to talk to him. Even that, mm-hmm. at the very least, would have allowed me to continue to believe that this is all one universe, mm-hmm. one connected universe. Yeah. So. And it I mean, bums me out that it's not more connected too, because like that would be so cool mm-hmm. seeing the different ones interact yeah. and stuff like that. Like I'm looking for Infinity War for them for mm-hmm. them to be able to a- interact with Star Lord and all that. Yeah. But in the same sense, it's kind of like, well, you may or may not get your Agents of Shield. You may or may not get the Netflix series included in that. And it's like, why not though? Because Infinity War would literally cover everything. But here's it's always been my biggest problem, like uh, that we've always talked about, is the separation between the DC movie universe mm-hmm. and the DC television universe. Mm-hmm. 
because you have you know instead of having and like they've changed it now but mm-hmm. before um before Jeff Johns was in, was involved you know you had the you had the the Superman guys mm-hmm. and the Superman guys didn't get along with the Batman guys <laughs> and the Batman guys weren't going to work with the Wonder Woman guys mm-hmm. and the Wonder Woman guys didn't want to have anything to do with the Flash guys mm-hmm. i mean they were all developing these projects separately mm-hmm. and then it didn't care you know about the you know the guys doing it on TV because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter right because they're doing their thing because it's it's not um, you know it's not Superman mm-hmm. it's Smallville right. it's not Batman it's Gotham <laughs> I mean it's it's yeah. one of those things that you know so they they didn't have the pretense mm-hmm. of being together yeah which is one of the things that they've suffered for mm-hmm. which they're trying to work through mm-hmm. which they're trying to you know give us that and they you know they're trying to give us at least in the movies a joined universe mm-hmm. taking that you know taking and i'm sorry to say it but taking that lead from marvel mm-hmm. like just going just taking it directly from marvel but my problem with marvel is marvel wants to give you the perception that of a shared exists. universe yeah. but they don't want to put the work in mm-hmm. to make it to make it a yeah. a shared universe, mm-hmm. with the exception of, and because the exception of Agents of Shield, you know, especially in the first season, kind of really just annoyingly leaning into it. Yeah. It was like every episode, someone had to bring up like, well, you know, when Romanoff was here. <laughs> no, I don't. Name drop this. Name right, drop so they, this. No, yeah. I, I don't. I don't see her. <laughs> She's not there. She's not yeah. there now. You can't call her on the phone. Mm-hmm. So why bring her up? Mm-hmm. So it's one of those, and it it's it's one of those things that could be easily mm-hmm. fixed. Oh yeah, a video conference in the second season mm-hmm. with Steve Rogers, mm-hmm. a delivery from Stark from Stark yeah. Industries, <laughs> something right. that says, "Hey, you know what? We see you." Mm-hmm. We know you're there. I mean, it doesn't have to be the the A players showing up in a big way, right? It just because it acknowledging worked. their existence. Yes, yeah, so yeah. it worked. It worked when you in didn't a physical way, not exactly. name dropping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it worked in a, it worked in the sense like when Nick Fury showed up. Oh yeah, you had Samuel L. Jackson on the first season of Agents <laughs> yep. of Shield. Come on. Oh yeah, <laughs> this that scene in the season finale of mm-hmm. the first season when he reaches out and. And rescues, uh, rescues Fitz and mm-hmm. Simmons. Come on, you don't think that's like that's that's what we needed? Oh yeah, we didn't need to have the Avengers fly in. We didn't need mm-hmm. to have Captain America. But at this point, if you're going to say it's a shared universe, mm-hmm. share. Right. That's what the word means. <laughs> so I yeah. think they want to. Like I said, it seems like they want to give us the perception of a shared universe. Mm-hmm. Without actually having to do the work, mm-hmm. so yeah, and, and I hope that does change throughout the season because this season's actually been really great so far. Yeah, um, I'm excited to see where they're going because I mean, obviously, we got the mysticism stuff like that kind of mm-hmm. coming in, magic entering the fold. Um, this Ghost Rider is legit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love the the, I really the special like effects the on him. Yeah, and I've I've always been iffy with Robbie Reyes as a mm-hmm. character. Like I, you know, my. Yeah. You know, and this is showing my age. Like my uh, my Ghost Rider was um, was uh, Danny Ketch. Okay. So, I mean, you yeah. Know, I you know I've had I've you know those are my <laughs> Ghost Riders. Yeah. So, um, like Johnny Blaze, Danny Ketch, those mm-hmm. are my Ghost Riders. Yeah. So and even even Danny Ketch, I had to you know I had to get used to because you know it was like it was the original it was Johnny Blaze. Yeah. So. You know, it's uh, Robbie Reyes was was one I had to get used to as well, but he's mm-hmm. proven himself both in the comics right. and on this uh, and on the show. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and before the season premiere, I went through and kind of read his run and everything, so I didn't know much about him. Uh, mm-hmm. Ghost Rider's never been something of interest to me, um, just Another. because of the otherworldly, mm-hmm. I guess, kind of part of it. Yeah, um, another mini episode coming soon. Yes, all, all about go. Robbie Reyes. There you go. Um, and then with that, uh, I mean, I actually enjoyed Robbie Reyes' thing because I mean, his whole thing with mm-hmm. the serial killer in his head, all that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, because you and what was cool is you could almost see that, like, even though they haven't touched on really more of what makes him tick and how he has his powers, mm-hmm. like the, during the first fight with him and Quake, 
uh, Daisy. Uh, she, he pushes the racking on her, and she's holding it up, and he kind of gets down and looks at her, and all of a sudden you see him kind of snap away real quick. Yeah. Like, well, almost like he was controlling that spirit in him of, I'm not going to touch you. I think that's part yeah. of it, but then, uh, I think also with with Ghost Rider, I think he was sizing her up. He was, like, determining yeah. whether or not she was guilty of something. I gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, Could be. Yeah. Because in the second episode, he's looking for a reason. <laughs> well, it seems like for a reason she, to take her right. out. <laughs> but see, she's looking for a reason. Like, she's mm-hmm. basically wanting to... She, oh, absolutely. She has a death wish. Oh, yeah. It's just the question of, you know, is he going to fulfill it, or is he, or is he going to give her a new purpose? Which mm-hmm. it seems is what he's, what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So, let's see how it plays out. Now, my only concern is that they lean too heavily on Ghost Rider, and it becomes a whole season thing. Mm-hmm. Well, they're they're falling into uh, the dark hold. Is what yeah. they they started doing for the second uh, episode. Um, apparently some scientists were messing with that. I don't know a whole lot about it, but it seems pretty nasty so far. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see how that's really going to play out because uh, May's pretty much losing her mind right now. Yeah. So uh, I'm really excited about the season. I was really bummed out, though, that they that this was the off week and I didn't know about it because, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I stayed up waiting for it and everything. Yeah, and then politics. That, yeah, I, I could have done without that. I need I need a dude with a flaming head on. <laughs> but yeah, you, know, you had that. It was Donald Trump. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I tell you right now, to be the <laughs> to be the best ghostwriter ever. Oh gosh! Yeah. <laughs> be huge on the next Superpower Fan Guest. <laughs> I cannot do a. I cannot do a Donald Trump impression. <laughs> I'm just tell you right now, just. Something like the the bile in my throat will not allow it. <laughs> will, will not allow it to happen. So. Yeah, and that's as political as I'm going to get. And there it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Yeah. So I mean, I'm you know, I, I'm looking forward to um, to where they're going. Uh, again, I kind of like the fact that if you really take a step back and look at it, um, Agents of Shield every season mm-hmm. kind of like I mean, kind of really bridges the gap between the Marvel Cinematic Universe phases mm-hmm. like if you really think about it no definitely so, yeah and, and I don't think they get enough credit for that Mm-mm. they they definitely don't because that's one of the things that continues to keep me engaged mm-hmm. like it's but I think part of the problem is that they know it's a given that we're going to go see the movies. Right. I think they, at this point, they know, you know, we're going to go see the movie. Mm-hmm. But it helps. It helps us as fans. That keeps us, it, it keeps us interested. It keeps us engaged having the show in between the movie releases. Well, and then it goes back to the comic events that we always mm-hmm. have and stuff like that. You had Civil War, which was the overarching comics and everything. Mm-hmm. And then you had all the tie-ins, and right. the tie-ins told a different story, leading to the same story, mm-hmm. but it was it was expanded. Right, um, and that's what I like about agents. That's what it kind of feels like. It feels like right. they're the tie-ins. They're the tie-in yeah. issues. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and I really like how that adds value to the movies once they come around. <laughs> um, I mean, even when they went so far as with the uh, with Guardians, even though they didn't mm-hmm. directly tie into it, they introduced the Kree. <laughs> and so they're like, hey, so we can't necessarily go across the universe, but here's a little thing for you. Exactly. Uh, and so just cool stuff like that, how how they deal with what goes on. Because even though a lot of times the show is reactive, not proactive to the mm-hmm. to the movies, it still has value. And that's what I like the best about it. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's mm-hmm. one of those things where you, you get to, you know that the only way the Avengers get the intel for Strucker's base mm-hmm. is from Phil Coulson. Mm-hmm. Yep. But neither <laughs> side can, neither side can acknowledge that fact. Right. <laughs> except through intermediary yeah. Maria. Basically. Yeah. And then it's basically just her giving the information, which now she's not even really a player ever right. anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> They've got to take her out of the picture. Yeah. <laughs> so like I said, you know, well, if, maybe. You're, if your if your universe is shared, <laughs> let me see it. Yep. Yeah. Be nice. Be kind. Exactly. Share. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're all playing with the same toys, every <laughs> once in a while somebody can share. That's true. That's true. Especially if you're not playing with it. 
<laughs> and that's the dad talking. Exactly. <laughs> Said you weren't even thinking about it. It's okay. You weren't you weren't playing with the Black Widow. You can let him play with it for a minute. And when he's done, you can have it back. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that wrap up, wraps up our special edition episode of the Superpowered Fancast. Uh, I'm Danny. I'm Darren. And once again, you can uh, check out our website, uh, superpoweredfancast.com. Uh, we have new articles going up. We're trying to have new articles up every week. So definitely check uh, check the website every Thursday and Friday. Mm-hmm. Like, a, you know, most news outlets will do their Friday night news dump. We're going to do our news dump probably on Thursday. Just uh, and or just you know, whenever we feel like it, man. Exactly. <laughs> this is our thing. This is our thing. We're not, we're not beholden to you. We love you. It doesn't mean we have to do everything you say. But we're gonna uh, we have that content going up. Um, we're gonna be doing a lot more content on our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Just look for Superpowered Fancast on YouTube. On YouTube, you mm-hmm. look at our unboxing videos. We're gonna have more videos and more content and things up there as well. Um, you can follow us on Twitter mm-hmm. at Superpowered Fan and uh, send us an email. Like, we want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you think, what you like, what you don't like, what you find annoying, what you'd like to hear more of. And that would be superpoweredfancast at gmail.com. So, until we, until the four of us get together again, uh, this is our, you know, this is the end of our Power Man Iron Fist duo. Yes. <laughs> we'll probably have more of these I think especially when Iron Fist comes out oh absolutely like, yeah <laughs> the two of us because again more likely we'll be the ones that have caught up and watched it all at exactly first and, and then we'll have to you know bite our tongues before we spoil it for spoil it for the ladies I don't know I've kind of given up on that <laughs> <laughs> no they'll catch up I have faith I have, I have faith There's so much hope yes it hasn't been diminished yet all right talk to you later